0: for the last time of the 2021 college football season it is preview day as tonight the Florida Gators take on the Central Florida Golden Knights in the Gasparra Bowl so we'll take a look at that we'll also take a look at the numbers according to Online and how it's looking like that for the Florida Gators tonight only here on Lockdown Gators. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day, available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Have some fun with us there. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to NetSuite.com slash Lockdown NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Happy Thursday. Happy game day. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of whole 9 Where You can find all my written work. And yeah, let's get right into it. It's Offensive Preview Day. And obviously how we do previews, we look at the keys to victory for the Florida Gators on the offensive side. And then defensive sides so listens have like skyrocketed since last time we had a game. So that's how we do it. But uh, offensive keys to victory here. Wide receiver screens is what I'm going for. First of all, Florida likes doing it. We know that. We know Florida likes wide receiver screens. They're, I think, the best team in the nation are running wide receiver screens, not necessarily because the most dynamic playmakers, which I do think we have dynamic playmakers, but not because of that, but because our receivers are so consistent as blockers. And that's something where NFL wide receivers, or a lot of Florida Gators make it to be NFL wide receivers. Part of that is because they do the little things. When you have depth receivers, you want guys that can block. When you have special teamers, you want guys that can block. You want gunners. You want all that. The Florida Gators wide receivers that do that. So wide receiver screens has to be a key. Central Florida runs a lot of zone coverage. And when you look at zone coverage, oftentimes wide receiver screens kind of put you in a good position to beat that because you might have numbers out wide there. So Florida also runs a lot of zone coverage. Don't get me wrong. Wide receiver screens have worked against them. Look at Wondell Robinson's touchdown. But Florida also does a great job of getting out in front of their receivers and blocking so you can isolate Central Florida defenders and get out in space. Receiver screens are also great in this game because, well, I, I know my next key is going to be challenged vertically, um, but uh, Central Florida has two edge rushers that have been able to hit home pretty solidly this year. You got Big Cat Bryant and Tremon Morris Brash. Both of them, solid edge rushers. I think they combined for 12 sacks this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so th- they can hit home and they get around the end. So if you get the ball out wide quick before they can get around the edge, then you can pick up some yards there and not worry about getting pressure into the backfield on Emory Jones or Carlos Ariel Wilson or Jalen Kidno, whoever's going to be throwing passes back there. Like I said, the next key challenge, vertically. I say this almost every game. I get it. It's annoying. But Florida, you're better when you do it. We've got a fantastic run game for the Florida Gators. You got Damian Pierce, Malik Davis, Naquan Wright, Emory Jones is a damn good runner. You got your offensive line is pretty bad run blocking and pretty bad pass blocking at that, too. But the run game is effective because the runners are so effective. Make the run game better by challenging defenses vertically because when you challenge those defenses vertically, Odds are their corners aren't going to play as much press coverage or they're going to back off a little bit, maybe. I, I don't think Central Florida is the kind of school where they want to get in our face right now and they want to meet us at the line of scrimmage, especially with big guys like Justin Shorter and Xavier Henderson. So I think if you make them, if you make them respect your deep passing game, that backs the secondary off a little bit. What does that do better for you? That lets your runners get out wide and to the corner and to the edge and get extra yardage in that way. We already want to get our runners out wide and get them matched up with corners because corners are going to have one hell of a time trying to tackle these guys. So we already want our runners to get to the wide sides. So if you have them even backed off further, that makes it that much better and that much easier, especially when you look at cutbacks and when you look at trying to cut to the sideline to get more space from these front, from the front seven, that's another way to do it. So as long as you don't turn it over when you're throwing the ball deep, even if they're in completions, even if you're throwing incompletions, whether they're out of bounds or deflected, whatever they may be, If you're challenging vertically and not turning the ball over when you challenge vertically, you make central Florida back off at least a little bit and it makes the run game better because they can't fully commit to it. It also causes linebackers to back up a little bit because they're going to have to cover more space underneath. If the corners are going deep and then protect the ball is the final key to victory for the Florida Gators for me, at least in this game, because I I, I get it. I I always, I always give a, the Florida Gators offense, some flack for, you know, turning the ball over. They do that. And uh, we're probably going to get at least one turnover from this Florida Gators offense, whether it's an Emory Jones interception or someone fumbling, or if Carlos D'Oreal Wilson and uh, Jalen Kidna come in, maybe one of them throws a pick. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to assume who's going to do it, but odds are the Florida Gators are going to turn the ball over at some point this game. And one is acceptable. Two is pushing it, but one's acceptable. It happens. However, Central Florida, they're not a chump squad. You know, you, you've got to respect them and play smart still. You can't just keep turning the ball over. So protecting the ball is the third key to victory because this isn't a team where I get it. You know, Florida's favorite in this game. They are. Florida's favorite in this game. And I, I'll say it now, the over-under. I'm taking the over on it. But Florida's favorite in this game. And, it, and favored by seven, which is, I mean, a solid lead. But when you look at this game, Florida, you, you can't turn it over. You can't let Central Florida get in this because, again, this is a – very meaningful game, despite how many people are like, eh, who cares about it? I care about it. You should care about it. The Florida the University of Florida, they care about it. The players, they care about it. The NFL, they care about it. They're going to watch this game. This isn't like the Oklahoma game where we had half the team opt out. That's not a thing this year. We got a lot of guys playing in this game. So Florida, you got a wide receiver screens is a big key to victory. I don't know how often they'll do it, but I think that if they have the wide receiver screens and they pull them off, I think this game gets a lot easier challenge vertically. You don't have to be successful. I've been saying this all year. You don't have to be successful when you challenge vertically. You just have to challenge vertically and let them know, hey, we're here to do it. It's like, you know, when, when you give a receiver a bump after a drop, it's like, yeah, like you, you were open, but hey, I'm, I'm here for you. Things like that. You Like you just got to let them know that you're there. Simple things like that. Protect the ball. That is the most basic part of football. The most basic aspect is not giving the ball to the other team protect the ball Florida you've got to do it if you want them in this game tonight I promise you if you have a turnover heavy game you're going to lose Central Florida is not the kind of school that's just going to roll over because you're a bigger school Central Florida is not the kind of school where they're just going to be like huh oh, well if they're making mistakes we can get a little riskier no that's not a thing Florida you got to protect the ball if you want them in this game this is it the putt to win the tournament if you sink it the championship is yours but on your backswing your hat falls, right over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. What are you, a boomer? God. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite and right now, through the end of the year, which is a week and two days away. My goodness, that is that's heartbreaking. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com. Head to netsuite.com for special end-of-year financing on the number one cloud financial system for growing businesses. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast on all platforms. And of course, YouTube, subscribe to it. I'm having a blast with YouTube. I, I love commenting and engaging, and I, I love talking to people. So I love YouTube. But now looking at the defensive keys to victory, generate pressure is the number one key that I have here because Central Florida quarterback Mikey Keene, he gets pressured on about 23.2%. Not, not about, he gets pressured on 23.2% of his dropbacks. And I know people might talk about how that's insane and that's absurd and that's a lot. That sounds like a lot. Every four dropbacks or a little more than every four dropbacks, you're getting pressured. That is 7% less than Emory Jones gets pressured. Emory Jones gets pressured on 30.2% of his dropbacks. So, yeah, not great. But Mikey Keene gets pressured on 23.2% of his dropbacks. Mikey Keene also struggles immensely under pressure compared to when he's got a clean pocket. When Mikey Keene has a clean pocket, he's got 15 touchdowns and five interceptions while completing just under 70% of his passes, 69.3% of his passes to be exact. When he's under pressure, he's got just one touchdown and one interception while completing just 36% of his passes. That is really bad. That is a massive drop off. He gets 33% worse Or he completes 33 percent less passes when he's under pressure compared to when he's got a clean pocket around him. So Mikey, Mikey Keen, if he's kept clean, is great. I hate myself for that. I'm so sorry. But Mikey Keen, when he's kept clean, is very efficient and very effective. When he's under pressure, he panics. Florida, you got to get on. I don't care who it is—Prince Lewis and Mealing, Breton Cox Jr., Antonio Valentino, DaQuan Newkirk, Javon Dexter. I don't give a damn who gets it. Tyron Hopper, if you want, I don't care. Just get pressure because if you get pressure, Mikey Keen will make mistakes. This is something I spoke about yesterday too, where I think Florida will get pressure and I think Mikey Keen will make mistakes because that's what he does when he's pressured. One touchdown, one interception. The ratio—not amazing, but not god awful compared to 15 touchdowns, five interceptions when he's clean. That, that's a good ratio, but when you get him under pressure, Mike Keane will make mistakes. He'll force errant passes. I don't care if you pick him off necessarily. I don't. If you get them in, let's say they throw the ball on first down. They're in second and long now, then third and long. If you can make just mistakes happen from this offense, whether they're incompletions, overthrows, underthrows, I don't care what they are. If you can force errors, if you can get pressure and generate pressure here, that should be. That should make this game significantly easier for this Florida Gators team. And then, the second key to victory, please, please, Florida. I know I ask you this all the time. Please wrap someone up. That's all I need you to do. That's 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 the second key. To victory. I, don't, I don't. I feel like I don't need to go in depth here. Okay. I feel like you could look at any Florida game that I've covered, and I'll, most of them. I say eighty percent of the games this year. I've said, please wrap them up. Florida, your run defense isn't great. we That's a fact. Florida, you've sucked at tackling all year. That's a fact. Get better at it. <laughs> I realize it's easier said than done, but keep your head up. Keep your eyes on your target. Wrap them up. Drive through. Do better because just it's been so disappointing to watch a team that I think has a ton of talent on the defensive side of the ball. Just missed tackles. And I'm not even talking about the run defense specifically or solely or exclusively. Whatever term you want to use. Passing. Wondell Robinson. I mentioned his touchdown. Look at the missed tackles on that play. There's so many big plays that get generated from this Florida defense because of missed tackles, whether it's against the run or against the pass. Wrap people up. Get your arms around them. Drive them and roll them. Get them down. I don't care how you do it. Just get them down. Tackling needs to be better. That's, That's all I'm saying about that. Then next, I'm going to go a little, uh, I I feel like I don't usually say a specific defensive scheme that we should look at. I don't think this is a defensive scheme we're going to see a ton of, but I think cover two is the way to go here. Um, I'm expecting a lot of cover three, a lot of cover one and Mabel, because that's what Florida has done a lot of this year. Defensively, they've mixed it up with between those three. Primarily they've run cover two every now and then, but not super often. But I I think cover two is the way to go here because when you look at Mikey Keene, he struggled to throw the ball deep as well. Which sure you can look at when he's under pressure and when he's throwing deep and maybe those overlap and that's why he's under pressure and because he's throwing deep, it's obviously going to be less accurate or it's it's more likely to fall incomplete because there's more space and all that stuff happen. Yeah, but, but he throws deep on almost twenty five percent of his passes, similar to how he gets pressured on almost twenty five percent of his passes. He only completes twenty six point two percent of his passes that go farther than twenty yards downfield. I mean, I don't if you can take those numbers and you go, hmm. He's not good when he throws deep. He's not good when he's under pressure. We have a good defensive line at generating pressure. That's the thing. Christian Robinson against Florida state specifically did a fantastic job of simulating pressure, whether or not pressure was getting in or not. He did a fantastic job of simulating pressure and making this defense look like they were going to get in or making the defense look like they were going to blitz and confusing the three quarterbacks that played for Florida state. I would say just Jordan Travis, but it was all three of them. Um, So when you look at this, you go, What what, what can we do? Cover two is the way to go here. The defensive line likely going to get pressure or at least going to simulate pressure coming in. And then when you look at Mikey Keene not being able to throw the ball deep, he he just he's not good at it right now. He's still young, but he's not good at throwing the deep ball. So you have cover two here, where you take away the underneath options. A lot of people, okay. I'm just gonna go through it here. When you look at cover two, base cover two, you've got four defensive linemen or four players rushing because one stand-up rusher or whatever it may be you got four rushers here so you've got seven on the back end you have two safeties deep that would be Rashad Torrance and Trey Dean most likely you've got them deep then you've got five players underneath playing underneath coverage you've got three linebackers or two linebackers and a nickel or star for Florida and the outside corners all playing underneath coverage so what do you do at that point You've got to try to throw deep, whether it's down the sidelines or over the middle. Mikey Keene is not good at doing this. He's not accurate. He doesn't get enough velocity on his ball. He doesn't drive his ball enough. So what do you do? You make him throw deep. And then Rashad Torrance and Trey Dean, congratulations. You get to make a play on the ball because they are two very good playmakers. So if if you force him to throw the ball deep and you're in cover two, let me tell you, there are going to be turnovers. I think we see more cover one. Than cover two this week, just because I, I, or today, just because I think that's how it's going to work out. That's what we've been more consistent with. And cover one is still also good at challenging people to throw deep and trying to force your receivers to make plays, which I don't think they'll be able to do against Florida very well. So I I think you got to generate pressure defensively. You've got to wrap a mother trucker up, please, Florida. And I I think cover two is the best way to go defensively. Although, again, I think we see more cover three, more Mabel, more cover one than anything else. But hey, you know. Christian Robinson might surprise you. He's coaching for his future here, whether or not he's going to be a Florida Gator coach this coming season, whether whether or not he's going to be a Florida Gators coach tomorrow at this point. Anybody else make money this past weekend? I know I didn't. I did yesterday. Yesterday was pretty solid. Thank you. uh, Tuesday night football, because at the time that I'm recording this, of course, it is Wednesday. So for me. This is what I'm saying, but Tuesday night football. Thank you, because that was that was easy peasy. Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Obviously, Florida, you've thrown a whole bunch of wrenches in my plan. You're not doing it tonight. You're you're not. I you're not throwing a wrench in my plans tonight. I believe in you. I trust in you. I need you, Florida. Just saying that right now. Bet online. You've heard of award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine it is the best way to place your bets and it's 100% free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device which is how i bet to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts make sure to use promo code locked on that is L O C K E D O N on your first deposit for a 50% welcome bonus now we're going to look at bet online odds and bet online numbers for tonight's game because I'm excited for it. The game is of course tonight at 7 p.m. where Florida takes on Central Florida for the Battle of the State. And um, this segment's obviously probably going to be a little bit shorter, just considering that there's not a ton of odds here. But Florida's minus seven for this game. I am hammering that one. Um, I think it'll be a 10-14 point win. Like, as obviously, not that the score will be 10 to 14. I think that Florida will win by 10 or 14 points. I think we're around that range. Um, I, I just. I think Florida's that I think Florida's better than that, but I think that they haven't performed up to standards. So I think when you look on paper, Florida should blow central Florida out of the water. I don't think that will happen, but I think Florida will cover this seven point spread. Um, I'm not, hmm, hmm, knock on wood because I'm not super worried about Florida not covering here. Um, But I, I, I think Florida's got everything they can to cover this spread. I think it's, a favorable spread. I think it's actually might go up for Florida, as in like it might be like minus eight by the time kickoff happens, or maybe people hammer the opposite way and it gets better. If you want to be a Florida better, I have not bet yet. I bet the day of, so uh, I bet um not the day of, like like an hour before the game is usually when I place my bets. And like I said, I am recording Wednesday, so that's obviously not it's not the day of. Even if I did only bet the day of, but I've usually bet an hour before kickoff time. So Florida, just because I like the lines. Um, so Florida. Hammering minus seven. The over under is 55 and a half, 55.5, which is really fun. Um, that's an easy over for me. That is, that is an easier over for me than Western Kentucky versus App State. That is, that's what I'm saying. It, it's an easy over for me. One bowl games tend to be high score, higher scoring. That's, that's a fact. That's just bowl games. I don't know for whatever reason, maybe it's the unfamiliarity with an opponent's offense. And so defenses aren't as solid. I don't know, but bowl games, Tend to be higher scoring than usual. The sparrow Bowl tends to be pretty high scoring as it is. Yeah, and also this is this is basically a neutral site game in the purest of senses because yes, most bowl games are neutral site games. This is in Tampa, and it's Florida versus Central Florida. These schools they're close enough where their fans are going to come watch this bowl game, and it's going to be I think. Pretty evenly distributed. Central Florida has a wild fan base. The Gators have a wild fan base. I'm sure they will both be very well represented. And th- there is no exception um, in, in this game of bowl te- bowl games tend to be higher scoring. The Gispaire bowl tends to be higher scoring. There's no exception here. These two teams, both of them, want to put up points. Both of them, their defenses have been suspect at times. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, Florida, obviously more so than most schools, but I, I think both of these teams are very capable of putting up a lot of points. I think this is going to be very high scoring. Like This could be a game where I see Florida scoring 40. I see, I could see Central Florida scoring 30 easily, but I see Florida scoring 40. Um, I think this is going to be a very high scoring game. I don't like the 55 and a half because I, I think that florida you know when we watch the florida state game they kind of threw the ball downfield more than dan mullen allowed them to and i think that continues to ring true so i i, I think that i think this game uh i think this game's gonna lose vegas some money because i think that i think the point total is hitting i think florida's covering um i actually i don't think i've been oh, this is gonna suck to say i don't think i've been more confident in a florida spread or florida point total in a very long time so Yeah, I'm hammering this one. I'm hammering Florida to cover. If there's an all spread, I might even take that because I'm just feeling dangerous today. And I I think I might even take an all spread if there's an all total for points because I kind of like it. I like like that this game, I think, is going to be very high scoring. So I'm looking forward to it. I I think people are expecting more runs than we're going to get. I think we're going to see the team throw the ball. I think we're going to see the Florida Gators air it out. And Central Florida is either going to have to match or roll over. And at that point, big dub for Florida. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss out tomorrow as it's obviously a review time. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, your daily one stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Key with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. For Locked On Gators, I am Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of where You can find all of my written work. that is W-H-O-L-E, Sports, and I'll see you all tomorrow.